Social, a weekly roundup of favorites in the world of a gamer girl social media geek. Get ready to discover books, podcasts, apps, social media tips, good news, and more as we journey through the digital life. I'm your host, Tara Burton, and you've arrived at episode three. Well, I just finished co-chairing the Moonlight and Magnolia's Writers Conference with my friend Sherry, and you talk about stress. Oh, there was a lot of it. So this week, we're going to be talking about good books, apps, and podcasts that helped me get through the week. And of course, we'll take a walk on the Disney side as well. Well, welcome back. We're in episode three, and I'm in recovery from M&M. Uh, that's Moonlight and Magnolias, for those of you not in the know. We just finished the 37th Annual Writers' Convention. Sherry and I have been doing it since last year, and it is exhausting. Over four days, we did 37-plus workshops, two keynotes, a book fair, a banquet dinner, two uh, keynote luncheons, two motivational speeches during breakfast, and some other things. <laughs> it was just insane. But it was awesome. It was just amazing. We had a great time. We got lots of compliments. And I'm so glad I did it. You know, it's one of those things that you invest so much time volunteering and giving your time for an organization. And what I got out of it was also just really building and relationships with people that I never, ever thought I would have. So I've definitely forged some good friendships over it. And I'm really Happy to have done it, but glad to be moving on because literally hundreds of hours later. Um, but I want to thank Sherry and I want to thank all of the people at Eminem, especially John and Marsha and Brenda, for being wonderful people who always uh, were there for us. So one really cool thing that happened at Eminem this year was my student Yasmin from uh, KSU also had a great experience. I asked her to come down and help us with our keynote speaker, Jennifer L. Armantrout. And uh, Ms. Armantrout was there, and she has some sight issues, and she needed some help during our book fair. And I thought, okay, Yasmin really loves her, and I thought they'd be a good match as far as um, Yasmin helping her. And Yasmin's just one of these amazing students that the first time I uh, actually met her in email... <laughs> Isn't that kind of strange to say? She was an online student, and she wrote me about how much she loved romance novels. And there's just this moment of kind of joy that I got because suddenly there was somebody who got it, who loved to read. And anytime I meet anybody who loves to read, I just feel like, oh, let me let me hug you. And so I just had this feeling she was the right person to ask. And I often refer to myself as a cruise director. Really, that's what I do. I hook up people. I make connections with people. And I just had this feeling. And I was so right. Everything went great with her and Jennifer. And it worked out wonderfully. And they had so much in common and had some great conversations during the book fair. So kudos to Yasmin. And Ms. Armantrout, you are wonderful as well. So if you haven't read any of Jennifer Armantrout's books, you should do so. <laughs> but that's not actually the book I'm going to talk about uh, this week. Hopefully next week I'll talk about her book. I'm reading uh, one right now that I'm hoping will be our next book suggestion. But this week I want to talk to you about a special guest for our conference named Todra Candle. She came in and she was our special guest speaker on indie publishing. She has over 75 books. <laughs> 
published, which is just insane. It's the amount of writing I can only imagine. But right now she's got a book that I particularly like called The Anti-Cinderella. It's a contemporary romance, quick read. It's free right now on Amazon. So I've got a link in the show notes, which you can get at geekmeetsocial.com. That's our blog, and it'll be in there, or you can go to tyraburton.com and find it, or all else fails, email me at tyra at tyraburton.com. But uh, I loved Anti-Cinderella. It's just a lighthearted read, okay? So contemporaries are not always my thing, but I like Tadra's contemporaries. And this one, especially if you have a fascination with Meghan and Harry, the royal family, it's the perfect one because Tadra was up watching the royal wedding with like a lot of us were, and I fell in love with the Britain Royals during Diana. I mean, I was a little girl when she got married, and I watched it on TV, and that just kind of got me hook, line, and sinker. And this is a book about that. So uh, in this character, it's written in first person, and it says, I was 14 and he was 16, and yes, it was magical. But that kiss didn't exactly change my life. To tell you the truth, I didn't even think about it or Nikki Windsor for the next 10 years, until fate in the guise of my grandparents brought us back together. And so that's how this Cinderella story unfolds. And it's part of a series that you can uh, also read. I think there's going to be three books out. I think they're all three out, but I could be wrong. So don't quote me on that. I have them, but I haven't had time to read them yet. So it's a fun read. Just kick back and enjoy. And we finally have fall weather here in Georgia. So now it's by cider time, hot tea time, sweaters with some cool fall breezes. I cannot wait to get back outside under, under the stars and using our fire pit and making some s'mores. I love our s'mores makers, but we bought a new fire pit last year and I really super like it. Um, so we're hoping to get some use out of it this winter before it gets too cold, but it's finally nice to have some fall weather here in Georgia. Now, the podcast I want to talk to you about this week is completely different. <laughs> so here I am talking to you about the anti-Cinderella contemporary romance book, but now I'm going to talk to you about the Irish History Podcast. Totally different, not contemporary at all. Well, actually, it is. I love Finn Dwyer. He is the gentleman who does this podcast. You can find it on Apple and all the other places that you find podcasts. And it's one that I found and I started listening to. His voice is just amazing. And he has a whole series on things like medieval life, high kings and Vikings, uh, the famine in, in Ireland. And I just... I just fell in love. I love Ireland. Ireland is probably my favorite place to visit. And he he tells these stories in just amazing ways. The podcast is top class. I mean, the research is awesome. The sound is awesome. I, I just love him. And I'm actually one of his Patreon supporters now. We just started that because he has podcast notes that go more detailed into the resources, into the history. And so that's why we decided to sponsor him. But on his website, irishhistorypodcast.ie, you can get a couple of uh, senses of what he does by how he breaks it up. He's got 29 episodes in the Medieval Life series, uh, 19 in Modern Irish series. The one that I just listened to was on Jack the Ripper. Like, what, hey? So, like, I haven't talked about it on here yet, but I love serial killers, <laughs> I don't, that just sounds so wrong, but it's so true. I, I don't know where I got the fascination from, probably because of reading, 
mysteries growing up and going and watching Quincy and all this other stuff with my mom. But I like serial killers and studying them. And and Shadow, my dog, is very upset about this, and he doesn't quite know what to do. But um, so Jack the Ripper has always fascinated me. And one of my best friends, Jenna Oliver, wrote a series, the Sojourn series, um, Time River series. Sojourn was the first book that was set during the time of Jack the Ripper. So I've really had some great conversations with her about Ripper and Ripperologist and the whole concept of investigating and doing research around that time period. And this podcast, the Irish History Podcast, just did one on Jack the Ripper. And I'm like, what? This is crazy. But it was awesome. I loved it. It gave a totally different um, take on the idea of Jack the Ripper. And the woman he was talking to specializes in historical studies of prostitutes. And were these women really prostitutes? So it was a different take than I've ever seen on Jack the Ripper or heard in this case. So take a listen. He's got just everything you can imagine, uh, witches and witchcraft. So that would be great for Halloween coming up. There's six episodes in that series, just all over the place. So take a listen at irishhistorypodcast.ie. And I do have a link in the show notes, of course. And uh, if nothing else, the Irish accent is awesome. So I wanted to talk to you about two apps this week. One of them you may never, ever have the opportunity to use or need, but the other one I think all of us could probably take a use of. The first one's Whova, and Whova, W-H-O-V-A, was our conference app for uh, M&M this year, and it was amazing. I mean, it really was. We used it last year as well, and you know people got it, but they really just got their schedules off of it. This year, we opened up the app about a year, about a week earlier, and everybody was on it. I mean, oh my gosh, the conversations were flying. We had like a 97% adoption rate of the app, and it was amazing the connections people were making in the app they were setting up. Uh, dates to go, well, thank you, Shadow, dates to go to dinner, uh, where they're going to meet up for breakfast, all this kind of cool stuff. So if you go to a conference uh, and they have the Whova app, definitely download it and use it. And if you are part of a conference team that's putting together a conference, give Whova a look-see. And if you want more information about it, just let me know. And I'll hook you up with my partner, Sherry. Uh, she was my co-chair, and she was the one who really handled the Whova. That's her job. I handled the printed programs. We kind of have different division of labor is an often awesome thing. But we can't stre- stress enough how much we suggest it. Now, my second app is actually Calm. And I don't know how many of you know about Calm, this meditation and sleep app. But um, I've used it a couple of times now. I haven't actually bought the paid version yet. I did the free trial. And I did that when I was down at the Disney Institute and loved it. I would sit and meditate during our breaks with it. I would use it to go to sleep at night and have them tell me stories. Really love it. I really need to just take the plunge and pay for the... Um, subscription, but it's it's not a cheap subscription, I will tell you that. But it has some really cool features that I never thought as an adult I would like. And the first one is sleep stories. Oh, okay. So Stephen Fry does Blue Gold, and that's the one that you get for free. And it's 24 minutes, but there's all these other ones, like uh, there's one by Matthew McConaughey and other voices that you'll know and stories that you know. And 
really nice to drift off to sleep too. I'm just going to be honest. There's something about the fact like as a child, I was read to every night. I think that's why I love books and I love reading is because my parents really invested time with me and with books. So my mom particularly read to me every single night. And so just having that happen again. So while I was down at Disney by myself at the Institute, I used Calm to go to sleep. I would have them play me a story. And it, it, was, it was wonderful. They also have sleep sounds and an entire collection of meditating. And I don't know about you, but I need help when I meditate. I need to know, like, I need help to help me let things go. I need somebody talking to me. Once I get into it, then I can just kind of turn on a meditation app that tells me like the time with chimes. But really to get back in the flow, I needed that. And Calm does that for me. Now, there are several other apps out there. I had um, on my Facebook page, I asked for recommendations and I got tons of them and they were all great. They all had parts of them that I really liked, but Calm had more than the others as far as, you know, things that at the end of the day, okay, that was what I needed. So I think Calm's going to be the one that I go back and I really uh, take a bigger look at. Insight Timer and Headspace were two others. And I actually really liked Insight Timer because it had a lot of like different things you could study and learn about, which is not really what happens in Calm. Calm really is meditation and sleep. So Ideally, I would love to have both of them, but Calm is definitely on my list of things to get. Uh, probably, I might ask for it for Christmas. That might be a good time because you can buy it as a gift. I used to get talk. It's so wonderful. But uh, so take a look at Calm. I really loved it, and that's and I actually used it again at the convention since it was my husband didn't stay with me. I was able to listen to the sleep story again. So this week, I want to give you a social media tip that deals with Instagram. Now, over on Twitter, we've had Follow Fridays for forever. And I don't know about you, but Twitter is not my thing. I know there's a lot of people that love Twitter. And I do hop on Twitter from time to time, and particularly when I'm at a conference. But on a day-to-day basis, it's just not what makes me and my social self happy. I really love Instagram, and I love Facebook. So that's where I spend most of my time. And and I go over to Pinterest, but nobody's social on Pinterest. We're just looking at pretty things. But uh, on Twitter, there started a thing, Follow Friday, where you would share people that you you know that were in your industry that you knew to just like say, hey, these are great people to follow. Well, guess what? That has moved over to Instagram for some creative endeavors. So take a look if you're a podcaster, a musician, you love to read, you're an author, whatever your hobby is, look and see if there's a follow Friday about it because there is a follow Friday for authors happening over there. So don't be afraid to use those hashtags because if you don't, you're not going to be able to find these people and they're not going to be able to find you. But I've I've actually located some really cool people to follow through Follow Friday. And just the writer community in general over in Instagram has we're very welcoming. There's a lot of working together uh, with readers to try to spread the word and get all of our stuff out there. I finally am up to like 825, I think, on Instagram. I've been growing slowly over there over time. 825 is nothing compared to the tens of thousands that other people have. But I'm proud of that. And I, I feel like I know a lot of the people that I'm following and that are following me. So it's, it's a good place. So if you are creating something, make sure that you're looking on Instagram to see if there is a follow Friday for you.
So my good news for the week is that my puppy is turning eight this month. I love my shadow. And uh, both shadow and clover came into my life at very um, different times, but when I needed them. My dad had um, his first strokes back in 2008, and I adopted clover in 2009, right after the first of the year. And she just opened my heart. She just was this bundle of fur who just attached to me and became my companion. She met me at the door. She just loved on me. She's, she's much more like a dog than a cat. And she really prepared me for Shane coming into my life. I always told her, I said, don't worry, I'm going to find you a daddy. And I did. I found Shane and he's awesome. And he brought uh, Bandit into my world and, and Bandit's his little puppy that he's had for a long time. And, and luckily him and Clover decided that it was okay. And they cuddled together and I'll have to post a picture. I have this really sweet one from about a week ago where Clover was using Bandit's butt as a pillow. <laughs> so, but Clover kind of came into my life when my dad was sick and was not, you know, not doing as well as he was before. And actually my dad thought getting Clover was one of the worst mistakes of my life when I got her because I'm actually allergic. <laughs> but I didn't care. I needed a cat. And uh, what was interesting is by the time my dad left us, he he thought Clover was one of the best decisions I ever made, and he loved her. So I have really fond memories of that. But um, my dad died in 2011, uh, almost a year after Shane and I were married, and that was when we got Shadow. Um, Shadow was actually born in 2011 in October. We didn't get him until January, and we got him because my mom was in the hospital in the ICU with multi multiple pulmonary embolisms. So you're seeing a trend here. <laughs> And I was so afraid I was going to lose her. And I had gone to the Atlanta Humane Society on Mansell with a former student because she needed some puppy therapy, but she couldn't have a puppy in her life at that time. And I held Shadow and I fell in love. But I didn't know I was in love. It was really weird. Like I held him. She took this awesome picture of us. And I was showing somebody, that was Wednesday, and I was showing somebody on Friday the picture. And all of a sudden I realized that was my dog. Like it just like rushed over me and then the sense of fear of what if somebody else adopted my dog, I'm gonna have to go get my dog. And thank heavens, we went by on Sunday after going to the hospital to see my mom and he was still there and because uh, he's a black dog. So, you know, black boy dogs don't often make it home the first time around. And luckily Shane loved him and even loved him after he threw up in his car on the way in his freedom ride home. And that's Shadow, but he turns eight this year. And this month, and I'm so glad that he and Clover made it into my life because they really did change it. And so I guess that's why you see so many pictures of my puppies and my cat, because in many ways, for both me and Shane, they've changed us and they've helped us through rough patches. Uh, my husband was married before me, and I know that Bandit really helped him heal after that and was his best bud. And so they just mean so much to us. And so happy birthday, Shadow. And since he barked and whined on this podcast, I think it's perfect. So I think we're going to close out with our Disney tidbit of the week. How many of you have already subscribed to Disney Plus? So they did a thing with D23 where they did a three-year deal. And I just found out from my co-host on the geeky side that they're doing another deal. So if you didn't get it and you want it, go check out. Go do some Google searching to see if you can find it. I can't wait. I just can't. Uh, we just got it. Uh, it's going to launch, I think, in November. We got Apple TV with our phones. So now I'm really thinking 
do we really need all the Comcast that we have? So that's going to be one of the questions we're asking ourselves over the next few days because we're getting ready to go in and renegotiate the contract with them, which I hate doing, just so you know. It's not my favorite thing in the world. And does anybody actually enjoy this process? I figure there's somebody out there. Maybe I could get you to come in and negotiate with Comcast for me. But so I'm really thinking we're going to have to see what's covered by Disney Plus, what's covered by Apple TV that we might not need on Comcast anymore if we could drop a, a particular thing. We won't be getting rid of Comcast overall just because we like too many shows that that's the only place we can find them. But it definitely is a thought going forward. And I'm just super excited about Disney Plus. So I'm looking forward to hear what you think about Disney Plus and if you are going to subscribe. As an update, I've been working on my flourishing planner, filled out a little bit more, been keeping track of my weeks. I haven't quite gotten to the point where I could do the days yet. I went to a planning workshop this weekend at the conference, matter of fact, the only workshop I made, and I got some really cool ideas, and I got a couple of other planners to look into. So we'll have probably another planning episode coming up in the near future where I can kind of share with you some of the tidbits that I learned and how flourishing is working out for me right now. I think I'm really going to focus on doing some blocking, especially during the day, so I can kind of get an idea of what I need to do each day. So that's been my focus right now on trying to get things accomplished and stay caught up. I'm behind on grading, but I'm always behind on grading. That's just the way it goes. So that's what's been going on in my world. If you want to find out more, go to geekmeetsocial.com, tyraburton.com, or find me on Facebook at Tyra Burton Author, and we're going to have a Geek Meet Social group. So I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Okay.